Welcome to Sandlot Sports, where we live in Florida, but we are not scared of books, uh, people of color, trans people, or really anything else with the snowflakes are allergic to right now. I am Adam Gapperson. I'm here with Dorian Cody. The Warriors in trouble. Yeah, we'll get to them in a second. And BJ Thomas. So, like Draymond Green's Black Bill Lambeer? Yes. Now, I will <laughs> say this. So, what he did was wrong, and he also has a reputation for doing stupid shit. That does not absolve Sabonis from what he did either. See, here's the thing. He actually is the closest to the lie that he told. You could kind of say it looked like he was protecting himself. Yeah. From all the feet. You can kind of say that. You can't excuse stomping on somebody's chest. No. So that's that's the trick. Did Sabonis do something wrong? Probably. Did Draymond Green do something wrong? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he just does some kind of bitch shit every playoffs. Every playoffs, he does every, something. Every time that they need him, he just does stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Well, and I they need him in this series. When you can't exactly. score, when you can't score, that's part of what you do. Yeah, yeah. I have a theory. What if Mike Brown went to Sabanis and said, "Hey, this is how you get under his skin," because Mike Brown knows. I don't think he needs to say it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That, that's no secret in the NBA. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You take Draymond away from the Warriors, you got him. You got him. And I believe I don't. Maybe Mike Brown didn't say anything to Sabonis, but I think Mike Brown. I believe there are probably some conversations about getting Draymond uh, revved up. Remember, he coached for the Warriors. He know how they think, which is why they're in trouble in the series. Yeah, and while I agree that that the Kings are getting under his skin, I don't think you know Coach Brown or your doppelganger went, "Hey, you need to do this." I right. think they just went, "Look, here's some tape. You see yeah. what he does." Yeah, I mean, it's not a secret. Mm-hmm. No, it's not a secret at all. And mm-hmm. and yes, the Warriors, the Warriors are in trouble because with without Jamon, and I I honestly don't think he'll be suspended. Um, I I think that anybody really just wants to wash their hands of this one. Um. Because you, you get the keys coming out saying, well, Sabonis might have lung damage. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Um, but either way, rib. either way, they're they're still in trouble. Now, I, as we talked about when we did our preview, they were 11 and 30 on the road. Mm-hmm. They were a horrible road team. Mm-hmm. So th- this should not be a shock. I'm actually more surprised that Memphis is in more trouble than, than Golden State. Yeah, um, I, I think with Memphis, I think that cloud of what John Morant did, I think he's still hovering over them. Um, and I think, too, that with LeBron, I think in LeBron's mind, he's like, hey, if I can get the Lakers at least to the second round, it won't be too bad on me. Because he get bounced out the first round. They're like, no, nah, you're not the king anymore. Go ahead and retire. But I think he's like, okay. He put a crown round. on his head in game 82. <laughs> that moron literally hit a game like a basket late in the game and put an imaginary crown on his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I think for the Lakers, for the most part, it's just a matter of he's getting he wants to get into the second round because he knows the second round, it's that's when shit gets real. <laughs> that I, I think do they face Denver the second round? They would face the winner of Golden State Sacramento. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, hmm, all right. Ooh, yeah. 
Oh, I thought he faced Denver second round for some reason. Nope. So, and, and that's why there was a lot of pundits that were picking the Lakers to at least make the conference finals, if not further, because they knew Memphis was, was suspect, especially without Stephen Adams. Mm-hmm. They knew that the winner of the Golden State Sacramento series does not have a center. Right. That, that can compete with AD. Right. So, you know, th- there's, there's some matchup problems there. And th- just like there's matchup problems in the series against Memphis. Mm-hmm. And so the, it was set up for them to make it to the conference finals. Yeah. And I mean, I, I didn't watch the game because we were out with the family. I had a game on the radio as we're driving back. And it was so funny listening to the Memphis announcers going, why the hell are you driving on Anthony Davis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that was crazy. Um, let's talk about Austin Reeves, man. Like he's, I don't know where it came from, but he he's starting to like grow into this. Um, I don't say like Manu Ginobili, but he but he's t- turning to this fan favorite, right? Because it's kind of like he's hitting the shots that LeBron James don't want to shoot, which more Laker fans are starting to really like Austin Reeves because in the fourth quarter, if it's a tight game, if you see in this past year, they get the ball to Austin Reeves, he's shooting it. LeBron yeah. would drive and kick it out. So, well, and LeBron's always drove and kicked out. That's his move in the fourth quarter. And he just now has a guy that actually hit the shots. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I see. Uh, I think. I think the Kings. I think the Kings will can win this series in seven. I think Golden State is a different monster at home. I'm sure Steph is going to get one of these one of the games. He's going to score fifty. So you know. I I would not be surprised if if Golden State wins the next two in San Francisco, goes to Game Five with Draymond getting being back fully into the game, and just lays it on them, and then the series is over. Really? Yeah. Now I'm not saying that will happen, but yeah. I, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it just going to be hard. Um, the only reason, well, especially if, do you think Sabonis is going to lose? Uh, is going to be out a couple no. of games? No. Okay. All right. If Sabonis is playing, because Sabonis gives him trouble, because he's what six eleven, good two fifty, six eleven, two fifty. Um, he's he's skilled around the rim. He's a solid rebounder. He gives them he gives them trouble. So and plus Sabonis too, he can hit that seventeen footer. Occasionally he'll he'll hit a three here too. So, so he could be able to stretch uh, Golden State even out further to where that hole is wide open because Aaron Fox, I think he – isn't he the fastest man in the NBA? Um, I think he is now Yeah, with, with um, John Wall losing a step, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's, it was a, uh, Aaron Fo- – well, De'Aaron Fox, he takes one step and he's at the rim, it seems like. So, you know, having that space open just going to cause uh, – Fox to get more and more baskets. So yeah. now, um, so Sabonis is listed as doubt for for game three, which is on Thursday. Okay. So that's actually why I think he'll play um, because he's got a, got a few days to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, now, trivia question: Do you know who originally drafted Sabonis? Pacers. Nope. Nope. The Orlando Magic. Yep, he was a draft day. Tra- he was drafted by the Magic and traded on draft day to Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. 
and I believe it was part of the Serge Ibaka deal. Yep. Because Rob Hanley and strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? Well, oh, we were asking Who ourselves knows? a lot. That. <laughs> um, so, well, I mean, they, I, they've kind of positioned themselves to be um, competitive the next yeah. couple of years, but what are they going to do with the picks? That's that's the trick. Yeah. You know, and you know, they've got two in, two in the lottery this year, whatever that means. You know, the lottery is normally like two players deep. Um, mm-hmm. They've got cap space, but again, you got to commit someone to come here. Um, right. Ironically, um, the guy that they probably need to sign. We'll be a free agent this year. We've already talked about him this this week. Austin Reeves. Really? Yep. So, but um, want to get to some of the other series just real quick. I really don't give a flying rat's ass um, <laughs> about, about the the Cleveland New York series. I don't care. Neither do the Knicks. Apparently, <laughs> apparently they're down at what 20, 23 at this point. 27. 27? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really quick. If you look at uh, Donovan Mitchell's game, would you... Okay, I was talking to somebody about this. Who would you say somebody from, let's say, back in the day, not too much in the day, who would you mirror his game after? He's like Wade with a better jump shot. Okay. All right. I'm going to say Baron Davis. With a better big, uh, with a better jump shot. Here's why I say Baron Davis, because Baron Davis has been known to be one of those guards. Well, technically, Donovan Mitchell, he he has the same body type as Baron Davis. I think I think Baron Davis may be a little bit heavier. They're the same height. I think they're the it, same. We're weight. talking pre-pie Baron Davis, right? Because he's definitely yeah. a lot heavier. Baron yeah, exactly. Davis was always kind of chunky. Right. Oh, uh, right. Oh. When he first Sorry. came out, was that a dunk? I think yeah, I they just him. Julius Randle just landed on his tailbone. Ooh, I saw that. Ooh, yeah, he, but getting him. But yeah, I was thinking, I, I was thinking, I was thinking Baron Davis because the way uh, Donovan Mitchell has a quick jump, and it mirrors. I saw a video, and it mirrors Baron Davis. When Baron Davis first came into the NBA, and he was on the Hornets. I think in New Orleans Hornets. I think. Like, like he was just as like jumpy, can get to the rim whenever he wants. The thing about it is, his shot wasn't as I think Donovan Mitchell is a better shooter. But I see a lot of Baron Davis in uh, in Donovan Mitchell. I can see that. I can see some of that. So, yeah. um, I do want to kind of touch on the Miami Milwaukee series. Mm. So, I, I from what I've heard, Giannis should be back for game two. Um. To me, like, and I completely forgot about this. Like the Miami Milwaukee kind of rivalry, it's pretty deep. Yeah, I um, mean, when when they meet in the playoffs, it's it can be scrappy. I know the the Bucks swept them a couple years ago uh, when they won the championship, but Miami is not scared, and Jimmy no. ain't scared of anybody at all, at all. Um, I think in that series, them not having. Well, of course, Giannis playing is is a game changer. But from from what I saw in the last game, I think that they may have to ha- take some terms to where having they didn't have Crowder and having Ingles, somebody tough guard Jimmy Butler, put a put a forearm on him. Like 
like like you have to disrupt him. If you don't disrupt Jimmy uh, Butler, he's going to scorch you. You have to disrupt him. You got to be physical with him. Well, that's you the problem. To. That's the problem with Jimmy Butler, though. Is if you bring out somebody that's big enough to be physical with him, he's faster than them. And yep. if you bring out somebody that's as fast as Jimmy, he's bigger than them, typically. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad you said that. So ideally, you're going to have to have like uh, a Jay Crowder. Or maybe not an Ingles because Ingles is will be slower. But like, who who else on Milwaukee? You, you need Bledsoe to to take him one on one, basically every defensive possession. You have to, you basically have to go to, to Drew and go. You're not scoring tonight. I need you to focus on on Jimmy. What Bledsoe? Yeah, he meant um, he meant Drew Holiday. Thank you. Oh, yeah. He, oh, he, okay. yeah. The thing is though, Drew is such from from an offensive standpoint, right? It's like he gives he gives that rest to Middleton and to Giannis to where he can get you 18. Like, he can get you a smooth 18. You're like, how the fuck did he get 18 points? You know? So that's yeah, why it's kind of like tricky. But if that 18 becomes 10, but Jimmy's 38 becomes 24, that's a net win. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You're right. You're right. Right, and it's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Um, but yeah, like you said, the Heat are showing no fear at all, and and Bam, when they when they played the Bucks in the bubble, Bam seemed a little rattled. He seemed a little scared to me. Now, like he's he he's taking it to the rim. He seems more more confident now, which is an X factor too, which is different. How big yeah. do you think? How do you think? How big do you think Drew Holiday is? Is he six four? Six four. Six five. How heavy do you think he is? About two twenty, two thirty. Two oh five. Jimmy Butler six seven two thirty. You better not put Jeru Holiday on. It'd be a post up fadeaway game. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder is about what six six two thirty. Hey, Crowder. Crowder he's not. Stay he's not athletic enough to stay with Jimmy. No. Jimmy will blow away by him. That's what I'm saying about Jimmy Butler. And it's so funny because Jimmy is not mentioned. In any list of top tier players today, he doesn't do superstar shit. He doesn't he just, need to. He's he just, just a grinder. His, yeah, he's just he's what. If Draymond Green could score, he'd be Jimmy Butler. Yeah, yeah. You you were you kind of mentioned the show about Draymond Green being the Black Billy and Beer. How do you think Jimmy would have done under Chuck Daly? Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Oh, he'd fit in because Chuck Daly can manage personalities. Yeah. You think you think it would have been like a, a better Joe Dumars? He's bigger than Joe. He'd be playing small yeah. forward in the eighties. Maybe yeah. power forward. Maybe power forward, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. he would do well in that system though. I mean, I, I mean you could put Jimmy Butler under Larry Brown and he would here's, here's the thing though, like do people back then know how to use people like Jimmy Brown or they used to be like their Jimmy Butler, they used to be out there and go go play defense. <laughs> Just go. Just go. Because Rod, Rodman could score when he's in college. That's right. And then they were like, go play defense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I think I think I think a Don Nelson would know how to use Jimmy Butler. Chuck Daly would, but yeah, I mean the, the number of coaches is limited. Yes, right. Bill if Jackson he, would have juiced him for everything he's worth. Yep. Yeah. He'd be like, yep. Oh, this this guy is like Scotty Pippen. Right. 
So speaking of that, real quick side note. So was Scottie Pippen the first point forward in the NBA? No. Uh, Magic Johnson was. Yeah, Magic Johnson. I mean, technical. I mean, if you want to get technical, Magic was a point center. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and probably Oscar Robinson. He was six seven, six eight. Uh, I think I think Oscar was six six. I think he was six six. Because he played Oscar Robinson played center on his high school basketball. O- Oscar was six five. Six five. I knew it was something like that. I was reading. Really- now, granted, six five back then is like six eight now. Mm-hmm. Right, but yeah, no, I one hundred percent agree with BJ that Magic Johnson was the first yeah. person you would consider to be a point forward. Yeah. So before we get off the NBA, um, I do want to want to uh, mention the Phoenix Clipper series. Mm-hmm. So I heard probably the best description. Of the of game one from this series, and I will give the credit to the guy. It was Ryan Rosillo from ESPN or The Ringer, wherever he's from now. Um, he said, "Whatever you think of Russell Westbrook, was true in game one. <laughs> he was like three for nineteen, horrible, but he came up with a clutch." <laughs> yeah, um, Russell. I know we harp on him, right? I know I do, and I'm first. But the thing is, it's like. His his energy, man, is is none other. Like I've never seen another NBA player who brings it every single night like Russell. And and we we kind of forget that Russell takes things personally. Yeah. And not only is he going against you know going with Kawhi Leonard, but he's going against the guy that he was in Oklahoma City with, and they went, "No, you need to pass him the ball." Right. And I wonder how much that really gets to him that yeah. Durant took over that team when he was there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the, the thing about Westbrook, in order for the Clippers to win the series, I think that I think that his defense would be the one to propel him, both to propel propel the Clippers to be able to beat the Suns, more of his defense than his offense. Because yes. the offense, they're 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 like, you know what? If he scores, he scores. We won't let him drive. But you can shoot all day. Go ahead and shoot him. But you're not driving. It's it's going to be his energy level, and not just the, the normal the Russ energy level. It's going to be just him carrying the team. Like guys, we got this. Right, right, right. Um, dude, when does Paul George come back? I don't know if he does. I heard he's out for the series. Ugh. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't see them pulling. That series out. If Paul George is playing, then then it'll be a solid chance. But Paul George not playing, it's like it's because it's going to be another game to where Russell's going to be Russell. And I think Monty Williams is smart enough to take advantage of it. Even Chris Paul too to take advantage of it. Yeah, ESPN is reporting that Paul George is expected to miss the entire series. Well, that's depressing. Are we going to talk about the Celtics at all? Why? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, when, when, they get to the, when they get to the next round, we will. Yeah. But they're playing a team whose star player apparently doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he doesn't want to be there anymore. The team doesn't want him anymore. His agent doesn't want him there anymore. I don't know. But no yeah. one likes trade in Atlanta. So yeah. I don't yeah. care. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. yeah. So I do want to touch on something before before we break. Um, so our NFL draft mock special is next week. We will actually be doing a mock to be mocked of the NFL draft. Um, so it should be fun. Um, yeah. So, Dorian, I'm going to go to you first, and then BJ will go to you. If you had to take make a perfect draft, what would it look like for Jacksonville? What would your perfect draft be? If you were GM for the, for the, Jag, for the for Jacksonville right now, and you could have everything that you could possibly have, what would it look like? I mean, of course we would, you know, sure up the offensive line. Um, defense, we, we, we need a – we need a a star corner. And well, let's clarify this a little bit. What do you get? What do you want out of the first round? Oh, oh, okay, okay. I see what you're saying on the first round. In the first round, I would go. Um, I would go defense, and I would go linebacker. I would go linebacker. I mean, our, you our had two picks in the first round. I think we only got one, but but I was told that first round. We're gonna go after a DB. We're gonna go defensive back. I, I don't care what they say they want. I don't care what they actually pick. That's okay. not what I want. I, from a fan's perspective, from, what, what do I want. you want them to do? Oh, oh, I would want them to go uh, defense. I, I want them to go defense. More than likely, because we play a three-four, I would want a uh, another linebacker. Another linebacker. We can ro- rotate the linebackers out. Is what I would want for draft. Okay, BJ. I'll ask the same question to you. What do you want Dallas to do with their first round pick? Oh, either receiver or running back. Either one of those, and I'll be happy. But something tells me they're going to have to trade up to get the running back I want, and they're going to have to trade up to get the receiver I want. I don't see him doing it. Okay. John Thompson, Bijan, or um, Jackson Smith and Jigba from a. Uh, Ohio State. From, yeah. That, that school. That school. <laughs> yep, I'd be fine with either one of those guys. I just do not see the Cowboys um, giving up the rest of the draft to get up there. Robinson might last just because running backs really aren't at a premium nowadays. Smith and Jeff is not lasting to you guys. Yeah. I'd be surprised. So, yeah. I, and go ahead. No, no, no. I was saying um, – What's the other um, – there, there's another receiver that people have been talking about from TCU. He's a guy – like Quentin Johnson, Johnson, the guy that destroyed Michigan in the playoffs? Yes. No. Yeah. The, so, guy has been, the guy has been asked not to go to the draft because he probably won't go in the first round. Really? Yep. The NFL told him that he probably should stay home. Which is weird because ESPN has him as the number one wide receiver prospect. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, over the guy from Ohio State. So why are they tell him not to come? Is it They're trying to issues? They're trying to avoid, no. They're trying to avoid the Aaron Rodgers situation where he's sitting in the green room with a camera on his face for two days. Nobody's going to draft him. You think? Is that what they're saying? They don't think nobody's going to draft him. Not in the first round. Which is kind of weird. Yeah. Which is weird. Like I said, he's he's the number one wide receiver draft pick according to ESPN. Smith and Jigma is number three. Yeah. And BJ's worried about Smith and Jigma not reaching um, Dallas at twenty-seven. I don't think he will. Which tells me that there's going to be two receivers drafted ahead of him. You would right. think one would be Quentin Johnson. Johnson. 
which if Dallas would draft Clinton Johnson, that will make sense because he's he's from the Texas area. So it's kind of like Shit, a this ain't college. Me. I don't care where they come from. <laughs> <laughs> he's fast and he's big. BJ would yeah. be happy. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, still hope it. I was still hoping we're in the DeAndre Hopkins uh, sweepstake. Possibly. He's performance enhancing drugs. He's committed. Unlike his quarterback. Yeah, I posted that to, to you guys um, yeah. today, and, and BJ was the only one that responded. If you had to choose between Kyler Murray, Tua, or Justin Fields, you had to pick one. Who would you pick? Fields, because he's on the fucking field. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say probably if, if Tua was healthy, of course I'll pick Tua, but probably Justin Fields. Season. Who's got the brain pains? He's going to be having some problems. Yeah. And the, 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 I guess the, you know, the question is, who would you pick to be your quarterback? Because Justin Fields, if I'm just like offensive weapon, yeah, go, sure, do whatever. Yeah. Doesn't um, matter. He's on the field. The other two are likely not. Well, you know, Kyler's going to be physically on the field. Yeah. Could you? What I, what I want to know is like, imagine being the guy that gives up football for Call of Duty for Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2, like the worst two Call of Duty situations that have been out in years. Like, that's embarrassing. That game's mm-hmm. fucking shitty. <laughs> spent seventy nine dollars on that. I'd fight every developer together. <laughs> not, even, hey. not even individually together. I would challenge all of them. Those little fucking desk jockeys. Uh, hey, <laughs> Activision fired all the developers. Of course, they made you know big like, zillion dollars, but who cares? <laughs> oh, that, that game's trash, and Kyler Murray gave up a season for it. <laughs> so I, I, I will. Yeah, I was going to answer my own question. So if we actually, Detroit actually has two picks in the first round, I would love for them to pick a, a defensive lineman and with mm-hmm. their first pick. Um, I would probably be ecstatic if Will Anderson made made his way down to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, but if not, the the dude from TCU, um, I forget his name, um, that um, Tyree Duncan? Wilson, uh, t- not, not TCU, Texas Tech, Tyree Wilson, mm-hmm. that'd be good. And then at, at 18, a linebacker, yeah, because they they've shorn up their their secondary, so yeah. they could trade for Devin White. He wants out of Tampa. Yeah. Oh, so, that'd be nasty. Yeah, I know they traded away um, the one of the quarterbacks, but they signed like three others in the free agency. I'm not like extremely worried about them addressing that cornerback or secondary in in the draft, especially in the first yeah. round. So you. Flip like a coin when it comes to Jared Goff. You're okay with him. You're not okay with him. You're okay with him. You're not okay with him. It's kind of like his career. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. you know what? The, he's shown to be comp, competent. And right now, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. not worth drafting one of the bullshit quarterbacks in, the, in this draft. So I'll take a competent quarterback over Anthony Richardson any day of the week. Damn. Yeah. All right. So. Let's 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 talk about it. I have a scenario for it. I'll ask you a question. If if you take Justin Fields and you put him on the Denver Broncos with Sean Payton, will he be more successful than Russell Wilson? Isn't he taller? Yeah. There you Pick go. Three. There's your answer. <laughs> well, so, so is Anthony Richardson. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Richardson six four. Yeah, but ju- Justin Fields and and Russ are they hit. You know, they're they're comparable. Anthony Richardson can't read it. No, they are not. You just called Justin Fields a running back, and Russell Wilson has thousands of passing yards. It's not even a comparison. 
Russell Wilson has thousands of passing yards in, in an offense that's designed for him. It doesn't now, matter. He can throw the football. Justin Fields cannot. That's a terrible comparison. Just eat it. Just okay. eat it. That was stupid. Uh, okay. I'll eat that yeah, one. Yeah, that was stupid. I can't believe you just said that. There we go. Now we got that straightened out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We just lost three listeners over that bullshit. Bye, guys. <laughs> Justin Fields and Russell Wilson are comparable. Motherfucker's got a Super Bowl ring. Should have had two. Yeah. So it, it came up when I was, uh, again, it was ESPN who brought it up. And they were saying how, like, they say Sean Payton is a different difference maker when it comes to coaching quarterbacks. And they were pretty much saying that they can – they said you can put any quarterback in there and pretty much Sean Payton can make it happen with him. But especially midget quarterbacks. Ah, uh, okay. That's like the thing. Kyle Murray, he can make it work with Kyle Murray. He'll design an offense based around throwing lanes. Which is what Hackett, Hackett did not do in Denver. Yeah. Mm. Hackett's used to having a 6'3", 6'2", quarterback. Gotcha. Not a 5'11", quarterback. Gotcha. So we'll see. I don't know. He he went to the Super Bowl with Drew Brees, who, so, who had a messed up shoulder and can barely see over the bar. We're, we're going to have BJ do our quarterback rankings in the summer again, and hopefully we don't break the internet again. I hope we do again. <laughs> break, break it because I was right. <laughs> Get mad. Get mad that I was right that Russell Wilson wasn't going to have as good a season as David Carr. Get mad. I don't give a shit. Derek Carr. Whatever. It doesn't matter. He sucks. Both of them, you can put both of them together. They still, 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 we don't know about David though. That offensive line in, in Houston was horrible when he was drafted. It broke He's, him in half. He set the NFL sack record the first year he was in the league. So I feel bad for David Carr. I do not feel bad for Derek Carr. He had a much better situation and couldn't capitalize on it. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. And didn't make the playoffs. Didn't make the playoffs. What the hell? I hope David said, you know, I wish I had set up like that. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even tell you David Carr's receivers when he was in the league. Uh, Andre Johnson. Did they cross paths? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Carr and... David Carr and uh, Andre Johnson played because they were – Andre Johnson got drafted back in, what, 2002. David Carr came in the league 2002. Because 2002 was the Texas inaugural season. Hold on. Because my mouse dies. So, I, I'm, not, I'm not really so sure about that. but Working on things. Yep. Yeah, he was there. Uh, Andre came in 2003. David yeah, came in 2002. Yeah, I knew it was something like that. They were, yeah. And then David Carr got replaced by, I think, Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub? Mr. Pick Six himself? Yeah, mm-hmm. but for a while there, he was rolling. You can say what you want about him, but he was rolling for a while. Matt Schaub, yeah. Yeah, especially with the fantasy football numbers because he had Andre Johnson and he had Arian Foster. Oh, so here here's the the receivers car's rookie year when he was practically broken in half. Avion Black, Corey Bradford, to John John uh, Dawson, Jabbar Gaffney, Jermaine Lewis, Frank Mill, Frank Murphy. 
I knew I recognize yeah, I recognize one my name. Yeah. <laughs> the next year he got Andre Johnson added to that mess, and that was about it. Yep. When did they draft Arian Foster? I think that's 2007. You remember where he came from? Wasn't Tennessee? Uh Tennessee. So, on that same 2002 Houston Texan roster, Tony Baselli. A broken Tony Baselli. Yes. Bad knee having asked Tony Baselli. Mm-hmm. Dang. So, on that note, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back in a minute. Want more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports 21.